All praise to the Most High. This is King Meech um, doing another episode of the King Meech uh, King Speech podcast. Um, today is uh, a beautiful day. I'm in the 757. Um, and a lot has been going on and the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I'm, I'm a little upset and um, I'm using this platform as a timestamp because this is a pivotal moment in my life it's a pivotal moment in the lives of many black Americans and I don't take it lightly as I've done in times past Um, so to get right to it there's been a at this current moment there are riots in Minneapolis over a death of a black man by a white police officer and um, it's it's hard for me to talk and I'm gonna cut right to the chase I'm trying I'm trying to set the backstory and try to you know give give context but basically George Floyd was murdered by a white cop Minneapolis and the city is in an uproar as we've experienced this situation and this um, this situation numerous times as as in the last 41 years this has happened so many times and at this present time you know this, the city is, is really in an uproar and it's being broadcast everywhere. So I, I, I couldn't sleep. I, I could not sleep. And I, this is probably gonna, I don't even know if I'm gonna release this because my emotions are too high. And I may say some things that I may regret later on. I don't know, but I am effing pissed off and the reason why I'm so mad is because as a black guy as a black male I'm tired of not being heard I've never felt this way because I, I've always felt like they're, the uh, not being heard is not referring to me because I'm heard in my circle but I've come to realize as I've gotten older that this affects me more now than it did when I was a child or when I was a younger adult. And I've looked over my life. I, I was laying in bed and I look, I was just looking over my life at how many times was I disrespected by white people. How many times have I gotten snarly looks or um, racist jokes or 
Um, I've never been pulled over by the police, thank God. Well, I, I've gotten tickets before, but I've, I've never been arrested or anything like that, thank God. But I work in an environment in an industry controlled by white people, as we most, you know, most of us all do. And white people have this privilege where they feel like they can do and say anything to you. And there's nothing you can say or do. And I, you know, I was laying in bed. I just, I just got tired of it, man. I'm tired of playing the double role. Like, if you're black, you know what I mean. It's like you got you, you, you appreciate my culture when I'm when I'm home. I appreciate my culture when I'm home. I'm, 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 I might. You know, I'm, I'm, I do what I want to do, whatever, whatever. I dress how I want to dress and talk how I want to talk. But when I go to work, it's not that I have to be professional because I understand that. I can't go and work and be like, nigga this, nigga that. Yo, what up, my nigga? That's just not pro professional. I get that. You know, going, going to work on time, wearing your you know, job uniform, dress code, behaviors. I get that. But it's more than that to black people, especially black men, especially big, black, dark men, especially big, black, dark men who who fit the stereotype of white fear. Because what happens is now I have to make you feel comfortable. It's not my it's, it's my job to now do my job you hired me for and then do a job that makes you feel good about you. And that burden is too freaking much at this point in my life. As a black male, I'll, I'll let you in my life a little bit. I work at IT. And every IT job I ever interviewed for, I got. I, it gets to the point where I don't even really worry about it. If I want it, not just not to brag, and I'm not bragging. So if, if you, I don't even care. If you think I'm bragging, man, middle finger to you, because you don't know me. Any IT job I've ever interviewed, I've got, and. What I do when I go into the interview is not so much understanding the knowledge or having knowledge in the industry that I I'm going in because I don't apply for jobs that I I don't know about. So the knowledge part is easy. It's the making the white people feel comfortable enough to hire me. Because when I walk in, I immediately demand your attention. I'm 6'4", 350, black with a beard, bald head, and have an easy resting bitch face. Easy. And so when I go into an interview, I have to be all smiles. All smiles. I have to change the way I talk. My accent leaves. I I I, I put away my act, my my cultural or my my dialogue. 
and I have to adopt the language of the, of the white man. And I'm not going to say talking white because I don't feel like that's talking white. It's talking in a way, you know how when, you, when you're when you trying to soothe your child, you kind of talk to them in a way that's calming. There's a speech that we use that's calming to white people. It's not talking white. It's letting them know I'm not a threat. I'm not going in there grabbing my dick and be like, yo, my nigga, my nigga, I need a job, y'all. Hey. You understand what I'm saying? The, the, it's, a, it's a level of communication that makes them feel better about, you know, about themselves. It's like, ah, he's not one of those black people. I'm tired of that. And I'm not saying I'm going to go to work and be unprofessional because that's that's unprofessional. You understand what I'm saying? That's that's not how you get the bag, as the young folks say. Still got bills to pay. Still got things I need to do. But there's a certain level of frustration that has been pent up for me. And this 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 particular story is is hurtful because what more do I have to do to prove to you that I'm not worth dying or or, or what do I have to do to prove to you that my life has value I I, I, I go I went to school graduated got, I, got, I got a job do pretty okay pay my taxes I abide by the rules of the land I pay my tithes go to church you know what I'm saying I give back into the community I reach back and I talk to the young bros and sis about how to navigate life I do everything I'm supposed to do within reason and it's not good enough it's not good enough because on my skin, I can't wear my resume. On my on my skin, I can't tell you all the things, all the good things I've done. On my skin lies fear. And and it's so evident. And I have a problem. If I'm on, and somebody said that, you know, I, I overthink. And I live in an apartment complex. And it's an elevator on the apartment complex. I don't like taking the stairs because I'm lazy. Why take the stairs if there's an elevator? That's my personal preference. But it's, it's, um, it's odd to me that if you have, if, if I'm going on the elevator, I'm holding the elevator for you. I'm holding the elevator. And this white person comes with a few bags bag, bags of groceries. I she comes around the corner, sees me in the elevator, turns around and takes the stairs. Now I live on the fourth floor of my apartment complex. 
I've been told when this this doesn't happen just once. This happens all the time. So I posted a Facebook article about it, and one of my friends said, "How do you know that she, you know she had some trauma uh, with with black with a black guy or what?" My thing is this, man. You rather take the stairs with groceries and climb up, because when I got to the top of the uh, when I got to the uh, top of the floor, of the fourth floor, as I'm, cause I get off the elevator, as I'm walking, I hear her come through the stairs. I turn around, she's walking behind me. I'm saying to myself, you rather, I mean, granted, maybe she wanted to take the stairs. It just looks suspect, and I try to tell white people this. I try to tell white people this, yo. That when things happen to to us, we well, us when things happen to me when it concerns white people, I always have to ask, was it because I'm black? And this is a this is a a a a thing that I do all the time. If something happens to me, I don't. I have to ask the question: Is was it because I'm black, y'all? Because ish happens that you just can't believe. Especially for me, man, stuff happens to me that will it, it breaks my heart, yo. I don't talk about it because there's no point. It, at the time, I didn't think it was a point. White people, I've had, I've been, I worked at jobs where white people say the most ignorant stuff. It's because they don't know. I had a white person tell me, "Why don't black people just pull themselves up by their bootstraps?" Like, why? Because he he didn't mean no harm. Like, he he was genuinely trying to understand black people, but the. The way he framed the question made me see his heart. He has had this conversation before with his white friends, and it wasn't in the black people's favor. And this is like one instance of hundreds. I tell this story. I told me and my family have a family Zoom meeting every Thursday. And like yesterday. I was visibly distraught because of everything that was happening and the expectation that even though you're going through something, you still got to put on a face of it's all good. Yesterday, I was like, mother F that face. I was pissed off. I was upset. I was mad. Angry. Disappointed. Frustrated. And yet, when I pulled up to my job, rewind. When I pulled up to get breakfast, I went to go I went to McDonald's. I took a picture of this. Went to McDonald's. I'm ordering my food. I look over to the right. 
It's four or five white guys chilling, sitting in their lawn chairs in the McDonald's parking lot, just chopping it up. Not a damn care in the world. Chopping it up. Just ha ha, geek geek. You know, talking about stocks, talking about, you know, LA Dodgers, talking about Trump. I don't know what they were talking about. They could have been talking about Bible scriptures. I don't know. But the fact that they can be so carefree infuriated me. I don't have that same luxury. I don't. I don't care what you say. I do not. Because if I and some of my thug-looking friends, as some white people say, which I've, I've had that said to me before too, if some of my friends, even if they had their collars on it, preacher collars, I still would fit the description of a mob or a gang or a bunch of black folk. I'm pretty sure they they talking about where they gonna go gangbang. White people think the craziest stuff. So yesterday I was infuriated. I was upset. But these white guys were just living their lives carefree in all of the white privilege in these streets. They could sit in McDonald's parking lot. And what if the there's no solicitation, there's no, you know, and, and on top of that, they ain't have near a mask on. With all this is going on, it's still COVID season. Not one D mask on. And they are just living it up. And it, that bothered me. It bothered me. So I got my food, you know, driving. I'm listening to NPR as I always do. I get to work and I see co-workers going in. Not a damn care in the world. Visibly. Can't say they they don't have their own personal issues. But they were just doing their thing, going in. And I'm sitting here trying to get myself together. Because of I know if I go into this establishment with the look of disgust and disappointment on my face, then it's gonna it's gonna provoke conversation that's not appropriate for work. So what do I do? I get myself together. I, I recorded a few videos that I later deleted because I was too emotional. I got all that out, got out my car, and I proceeded to have my day. And so I, when we had our family Zoom meeting later on that night, you know, I, I, I wanted to get on because um, our family meetings provide me strength. Since COVID, one of the benefits of COVID this COVID pandemics, our family has grown tighter. Family has grown stronger. Um, and so I dare not allow my emotions or things that I go through tear down the progress that we've made uh, via this pandemic. So 
in the meeting I'm visibly pissed off I'm trying not to use profanity because my mom is on man you know my mom she ain't with it so I I I I snap off you know <laughs> snap off for a minute and I tell the story I used to do security at a middle school called Corporate Landing and uh, it was years ago shout out Corporate Landing and one time I was having a conversation with a fellow security guard I, I did security with a fellow security guard and the resource officer can't remember his name but I remember his face and normally they like to share stories about arresting people or detaining people the security guard guy I was working with was a wannabe cop he wanted to be a cop so bad Um, he, he wanted to be in law enforcement so bad so he would you know go down to the resource office and swap stories about or provoke stories to research resource officer about detaining people and what was your weekend like or you know if we had a big event down at the beach how many arrests did you make he would these were the conversations he would have because he just was interested in law enforcement which is no i don't have no problem with that so the problem came where one of the stories that he told was about detaining someone who ran and it was the story of something had happened cop had to run and when they when you run i'm assuming because this is what he said it's police culture that they rough you up a little bit for making them run kind of understand i kind of don't needless to say i don't say anything because i don't really go seeking conversations with police officers my personal preference he says to me yo big mike you a big guy if you if I have to chase you, I'm not, he said, I'm not chasing you. If you run, I'm not chasing you. I'll just shoot you. And that story stuck with me. That was years ago. And I remember it. We were in, we were in the, not, it was like the wrestling room. Like the wrestling coach had his own room. And he said, if you ever ran, if I had to detain you and you ran, ran, I would shoot you. Then he said, if 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 he detained me and I I resisted arrest, he would beat me with the he pulled out his stick and he was like, you and the, you know, you and me would become best friends, he basically said. He would beat me. And I'm not me. I know people don't probably don't believe me, but he felt comfortable enough in his white privilege that he could tell me if I ran from him, he was going to snatch my life because he was too, too tired to run after me. And white people, let me tell you why we run. It's not because we're 
guilty and you don't want to go to jail is because we're scared that you're going to kill us. Do you think when you catch a roach, he running because he don't want to get snatched up and thrown outside? Do you think when you, when a fly flies around the house that he just flying to just to be flying? No, they're trying to get out. And what do we do as humans? We kill them. Same thing here. People say, well, if you would just comply, if you would just do what they want you to do, you will go, you know, they'll detain you. If you're innocent, they'll let you go. That's not the story for black people. Because we have done that. And either we've been killed or we've been wrongly accused and put in prison for things we did not do. And and and, and it and it bothers me that white people can't see the injustice. That it really hurts. Some of my white friends cannot see the injustice. And they wonder why we just why we are not just sitting down on these subjects so right now over in Minneapolis, uh, uh, Minnesota I'm sorry Minnesota I said Minneapolis earlier Minnesota they are burning the city down and this people who who, who are um, who 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 are condoning it and or not condoning it and, and all that stuff but here's my thing about that when are you going to listen so, you know when are you going to listen when we when we do things by the book when Trayvon Martin got killed I was thinking about this in my day when Trayvon Martin got murdered by George Zimmerman we did all the peaceful protests Al Sharpman, Jesse Jackson, Barack Obama, everybody chimed in. Peace, peaceful, peaceful protest. Let's let justice take its course. You know, blah blah blah. George Zimmerman gets off free. We don't riot. We we we, we ruffle up a little bit, but we don't burn the city down. It's like when we do things by the book. When we do things that we're supposed to do, it never works in our favor because the cards are stacked against us from the jump. And so now here, here we are, several deaths later. It's various is is a very small percentage of people who law enforcement who have killed black people who who get who who get prosecuted. That's why it keeps happening because they get off. But this particular time. Is, is the match that's going to start the bonfire that's not going to be put out. I totally believe this is going to start a revolution of violence. And I'm all for it. That's what you heard. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Sign me up. I, I'm dead serious, man. Dead serious. You can say, I. you can think I'm wrong. Or this is my personal opinion. And this is how I feel. 
I'm totally with burning the city down. Be- and I'll tell you why. When, when we as a community had enough, we spoke out. When we as a community had enough, we demonstrated. When we as a community are being ignored, there's only one thing to do is is to open your eyes. And the videos can't do it. You know, over years, white people are in denial that white like white cops were killing black white cops been killing black people since America was born. White people were in denial that it was happening at a rate that it was happening. And they thought they well, it's clearly if the white if the police were called, it's because you niggas was doing something wrong. In 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 the light of technology, that myth has been debunked. So now we have mounds of evidence, body cams, cell phone cams, surveillance cams of injustices that happen to us daily and it's not enough they're talking about we need to have an investigation to make sure that these that what we saw is what we saw sidebar where is this investigation when it happens to black people When, when we're accused of doing things and we are asking for justice uh, or, or when we're asking for let the evidence play out you know let the let the let the investigation play out when we're asking for mercy when we screwed up we get zero it's not like these same principles these same considerations are are abided by when it happens to us it doesn't but it only applies to white people when we are being slaughtered like pigs then we have to consider the the evidence it's on effing video numerous videos And even with the video, they still get off free. They still have nothing to to no no justice, no no type of uh, reprimand or no type of discipline or no type of consequence is the best word. And black people are tired of it. They're talking about, well, let's hit them in the dollars. In the... Man, white people don't care about your money. White people made money. They can print the dollar. They don't need your dollar. You withdraw your dollar, they're going to print more. Nah. What, they, what we need to do is every black person in America over the age of 18 needs to go and get a gun license I'm not saying use it I'm not saying you know uh, take up you know go go kill nobody I'm not saying any of that 
But what scares people more than a black person is a black person with a gun. And if all of us have it, it changes the the the, the narrative. Because now you can't just run up on a black person. You just can't run up on us. Then they'll change the, the gun laws. David Chappelle said it best. You want to change the, the gun laws? Don't register to vote. Register to get a weapon. White people would change that gun. They would, they would erase the Second Amendment. That's what scares white people the most. Luce Farrakhan said it best. And I said this in a previous podcast. Luce Farrakhan said it the best. The, the problem is white guilt. Because if white people, if black people ever became into power like white people are now, they fear that we would do to them what they did to us. And that's the gospel truth. I don't now I don't believe we would do that because we're better than that. White people think we're savages. Nah, bruh. Y'all are the savages. Nah, we we ain't savage. Now we do some dumb stuff. But, but any all humans do dumb stuff. But y'all take it to a whole new level. So I I am with to, to, to get back to my point. I am with burning the city down. Burn it down. Because y'all not listening. Y'all not listening. Y'all are not listening. You can look at the comments in the news articles and tell that white people don't get it. They don't. It, it, they don't get it. They they always would say, if he would only just comply, or what about black and on black crime? And talking to a homeboy, he said this, and, and it and it really stuck with me. He said, I can talk about my cousin. I can talk about my mama. I can tell my mama I can't stand my mama. I can say that. I can't stand my mama. I hate my daddy. Man, F my cousin. But nigga, you better not say nothing about my family. Because I'm just mad. Or I just have a beef. It's gonna we gonna work it out. But you better not co-sign. You catch these knuckles to your face. And that's how it is on a larger scale. Black on black crime, yeah, we have our issues, but you better not say nothing. That has nothing to do with you. We have our own issues. Do we handle it correctly? Nah, bruh, who does? So don't so don't say that. That's why it's offensive. What about black on black crime? What, 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 what about it? What do you have to say about it? I mean, yeah, it happens. But that's in that's that's Aaron dirty family dirty laundry. That that's that's our that's our problem we working on. That has nothing to do with killing, killing unarmed black folk for no reason. It wasn't because he drew a gun out on you. That's different. It's different if you apprehend a suspect who's black 
and he resists arrest and he's whipping your ass and you have to use force to detain him and he dies that's different it's still not right but it's it's, it's, it's that, that's, that's, that's not what we're talking about we're talking about detaining a black man in handcuffs he's on his face and he still dies he, he's clearly not doing anything wrong okay so that's what we're talking about and, 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 it, and, it, and it bothers me to a point where I am restless it bothers me to a point where I no longer care about the American dream the American dream for us is a nightmare and I want to wake up from this nightmare the American dream does not apply for those who are non-white and what's happening is we're sharing our nightmare with white people by burning the city down. Burning the precious America that white people adore. Because it's not a level playing field. And you will see this is just the beginning. We built this country and we'll tear it down and rebuild it again. Y'all didn't build this country. We built this country. Don't you ever forget that. And so, yeah, you can sit and watch. Be scared. I want you to be scared. Because now the true colors are going to come out. Either you're going to be scared and do nothing what I mean by do nothing is not get in the street and protest and 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 raise your voice and say you know what you know this is a serious subject let's have a dialogue what is it that you feel brothers or you're gonna be like some of these other white people gain arms and talk trash about Oh, these thugs is destroying their community. Nah, this ain't our community. I'm not burning down my house. I'm not burning down my brother's home. Nah. This is y'all's community. Y'all make the rules here. Because if it's our community, cops wouldn't even come. Because we would handle our own. And when we did that, when we had our own, y'all came in and destroyed it. So don't tell me y'all destroying y'all community. No, we not. We destroying y'all community. We don't own no Target. We don't own these big businesses. We don't own the police precinct. That's y'all stuff. This just ain't happening now. State police arrested a CNN reporter. camera crew in Minneapolis they tripping and I, I'm, I'm fired up and I, I if it was happening here I'd be in the street heavy oh my god if this was happening here 
I knew I, I would probably be, my parents would probably be scared for me. I'm not to a point where I would die for it yet. I'm at a point where I would break the law. I'm not at a point where I would take a life. But I'm at a point where I won't stay silent anymore. I'm at a point where I don't care if I offend white people. Because no one gives a damn about black men. I can't say no one. White people. Because at the end of the day, and I said this, and this is what I believe, whether it's right or wrong. Every white person has a threshold of niggerdom, right? Or where they where where they get to a point where they'll call you a nigger. I believe it's in every white person. Some the threshold is very, very low. It don't take much. Some it's almost dang near impossible for them to say it. And I think a lot of Americans are in the middle. And not low enough where daily lives like road rage will make them call you a nigger, which happens to black people all the time. You cut someone off and they give you the finger and say, fuck you, nigger. That happens all the time. And so I think there are there are points where um, I think white people have a the, the decent white people who kind of get it, their threshold is super high, like nine out of a hundred. They're like ninety-five percent. Like it, it, it. You just won't ever probably hear them say it unless they're repeating a rap song. <laughs> that's that's about as close to as, as they're repeating some little baby said. You know what I'm saying? But there is a consensus of Americans who will say it if if the if the temperature is high enough and that's just not cool with me i don't know what's normal but that's not cool with me so this is this is a, a moment where i'm venting and i want it to be marked in history how i feel on 529 my birthday is in a week six days and I'm scared I'm scared that I may not make 41 not because I I, I, I have health issues which I overcame I have had health issues but if some white people, well, I'm scared that some white person may find it needful to snatch my life. I'm not worried about my brothers killing me, black on black crime. I'm not worried about that. Because I don't carry myself in a, in a way that provokes black on black crime. Right? Right, things happen. Escalations happen. You know, we we as black folk get to argue and we take it zero to a hundred quick but I don't worry about that I, I really don't that's the least of my fears that scares white people for whatever reason but I, I don't worry about black on black crime first of all it I just don't I just don't worry about it that's just my personal opinion I don't, I don't really worry about it. what I do worry about 
is some scared white person decides that my life now is not worth being on the earth. And I'm terrified. I I am. I am terrified that I may not make 41 in six days. There's nothing going on here in Tidewater. There's no race riots or any any weird stuff going on here. But there's a, a possibility that I may be doing something wrong or I might get pulled over or I might be running down the street because I was going to go take a walk but I decided not to because I'm like what if I'm what if I'm walking into my own death sentence so I decided to do a podcast you know record today just voice my voice my feelings but it it terrifies terrifies me that my life really uh, is is not valued and I'm not saying that all white people are like this but are they are they it's just a question I just had And I, I, I'll say this in closing. If you're not standing with us, if you're not standing using your voice, if you're not standing in agreement with the injustice and the inequality that America shows against black people or towards black people, then you're a racist. You hate black people. I'm going to say it out. You have to hate black people. Because who can sit and watch the people who they say they love get murdered for no reason? Not even no reason. For any reason. Police officers are not the judge, jury, and execution. Executor. They're not. If we're going to go by the rules, cops are supposed to protect and serve. That's what that's what y'all said. We didn't tell them to do that. Y'all said that police protect and serve. But they don't do that for us. They protect them and serve their own interests. They protect themselves and serve their own interests. And if you with that, if you don't stand up for the injustice, like verbally, like you have to actively stand up. Now, I'm not talking about mentally stand up, like statuses that stand up, retweet things that stand up, make a Facebook post about things that stand up. You know what I'm saying? You need to get off your A. 
and do something. Have a conversation. Even if the conversation is with a black person. Have a conversation. Be like, yo, bro, I totally get where y'all coming from. Hey, can you help me understand ABC123? And just listen. Let us tell you what it's like. Allow us to vent. We ain't going to kill you. That's what you can do. Have a conversation with, with, with us. Have a conversation with other white folk. And let them know that you ain't with this crap. And I bet you it'll expose your racist friends, white people. If you really want to know who racist around here, start having conversations about race relations and how you feel like black people are being being killed and how the system is stacked up against us and watch how it exposes your racist friends I promise you it will expose them they waiting for you to say something so they can talk about how they don't like black folk they know you got black friends a black wife a black husband but they waiting for you to be like yo I can't stand that nigger I can't wait for you to say that we can't stand that nigger either I, I bet you cash money you got friends in your circle who don't like black people it's too common so if you want to to to, to not sit on the sideline you want to know what you can do because the fight is ours we fighting for our lives and we not going to lose so we, I'm not asking necessarily for you to go fight which you can you're more than welcome but what I'm asking you to do is use your platform your white privilege to advance the agenda of equality not black folk because we we have our own burden to bear right there's only certain you know there's, there's certain things we gotta do but the problem is, is that it's not equal. It's not equal. And not enough white people are saying that it's not equal. It's not equal on so many fronts. You bring up a topic, it's not equal. I don't care what. You can't tell me anything in this country that we are on a level playing field. Not one. Not one and so when that start that progress starts then we can start to heal as a country and as a nation and all that kumbaya stuff but if you really want to get into the fight find some of your your white friends and tell them that you support black lives matter yeah keep pulling them up and you, you may find some friends, but you know what? We do too. And you tell them, hey, go find you a pool of your white friends. And you tell them, you know what? Black lives do matter. What's going on in these streets, I support. And then watch how many white people in your circle, white folk, will look at you like you boo-boo the fool. And if they don't, great. You got some solid friends. But those who don't, 
those who criticize you and, 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 and call you all kinds of names and don't see your viewpoint they're racist they're racist so much more I want to say I've already said a lot I've already said enough thank you again everybody for um, listening to this podcast this is just a hard time for me instead of me going on Facebook and making a butt of myself I feel like I record and make even more butt of myself but I appreciate you listening I really do I don't take it for granted you spent 52 minutes with me and I appreciate it. Um, but uh, if you want to continue the dialogue, you can find me anywhere on social media. Um, you can find me at Michael Raphael. That is M-Y-K-A-H-L. And Raphael, like the Ninja Turtle. I am everywhere social media is found. From Facebook to TikTok. You can find me everywhere. If you want to have a conversation, spread the conversation or continue the dialogue. Just hit me up. Um, if you have any subject talk or any uh, podcast topic, topics or you want to collaborate, you know, hit me up. You can find me everywhere. I'm always open to collaborate. I'm always open to talk. Um, this, this, time, this is a time not to be quiet. This is a time for all of us to use our gifts and use our talents to, to, um, to spread the message of equality across the world and across the nation, city to city, state to state. Hey, man, I love y'all. Be safe. Keep fighting. And for the most important aspect of our lives, love your mothers. Peace. This is King Beach.